Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Fright Cast. This is episode number 43. I am your host, your ghost host, Greg, the movie guy. My wife is rolling her eyes and I love it. We are here. It's episode 43. I've got to my right, Maddie. Hello to everyone except for the guy who created our feature film tonight. Wow. We're, you're, you're just diving right <laughs> sick into it. Already, yeah. already. Like, already. I'm sick. just... Burn. I had a three-hour drive today to be salty. <laughs> bring it here. That is a salty drive. In front of me is the famous Joshua. Not famous. Infamous. The infamous Joshua. Yeah. Is that what? Josh or Jash? Jash. Jash. Joshua. Yeah, forever known as Jash. <laughs> Jash. The, the all-star from The Thing. Um, and to my left, nobody gets that at all. No, they, they won't <laughs> I mean, unless they listen um, to the to my To my left episode. is Patrick. Hey, everybody. How's it going? All right. We are rocking it and rolling it. We've got some interesting stuff to cover this evening. Lots of uh, lots of opinions going to be thrown around, I feel. So let's just kickstart. We watched a trailer, not but two, three, maybe five. How about 10 minutes ago? A movie called Dry Blood. This one was recommended by Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just setting that precedence. She's trying to avoid it at all costs. The movie yeah. was called Dry Blood. What did we think of Dry Blood? Well, I mean, <laughs> first of all, it's a Dread Central yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be probably on that B-rated level of films, of horror films. If we're um, B-level. Yeah. Okay. And looking at it, you know, it's going to be one of those things where it develops some mild interest from me. Mm-hmm. Just the deer head alone <laughs> was – yeah, I, I give you that one. I give you that. There's There was a couple decent scenes in there. The uh, the bathroom scene I thought was intriguing. Everything after that was a little not so much in that I have really no desire to see it. Does anybody else think that movie looks like it costs $4 to make? Because it just for, – for Dread Central, B-movie or not, it looks like it had – no dollars put into that movie at all. Mm-hmm. It looked really rough. And it looked I don't know, it was super shaky to me also. And I mean, I don't know. It was it was just for for being dread central, it looks like it should have been at least looked better than it did. Yeah, um, it did have a weird like like cheap camera feel to it yeah. and it I don't know. It just looked kind of off. I did think some of the like dead women or whoever the hell they were in there looked kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the effects weren't except for that deer head weren't terrible (laughs) (laughs) that deer head was one of those like rubber ones that you buy for like 15 bucks you know i will probably watch that for the deer head alone (laughs) just just to find out why okay see now you said that it's one of those rubber masks i i thought it was like a straight on cg like somebody was just terrible i was like i'm gonna put this right here it's almost lined up i think it'll pass if we do a quick shot go i don't know that seems a little out of the budget for this (laughs) that is is very true expensive very true very true true so um are we are we planning on checking it out for reels i mean if that drops on like a netflix or like a prime mm-hmm. or something like that i i i skim by it and there's nothing else on i'd probably watch it for 10 15 minutes okay to give it a shot i, I think i might do the same but it, it would have to be if there was literally nothing else yeah. on before I pulled the trigger on that yeah. bad boy. If it's VOD, probably not. But if it's like, you know, like what Josh said, if it lands on Netflix, mm-hmm. Hulu or Amazon, then I may give it a give it a shot. Yeah. Because I'll probably just run across the name and go, oh, that's the one we kind of looked at and chuckled. What a stupid fucking name, too. For it's a, a really movie. odd name. It makes name. no sense at yeah. all. I, to me, like they said, whatever stays in the cabin or whatever, whatever dies, dies in the, in ca- cabin, yeah, stays whatever, in the stays cabin stays in the cabin. And I kind of figured it was like, their blood dried all over the place. That's yeah. the only thing I can mm-hmm. really think of, but it just doesn't, it, doesn't make, it, it makes sense to me, but it doesn't sound yeah. good. Shitty cabin yeah. movie would have sold probably better. <laughs> <laughs> so. Come see the deer head sheriff. I think <laughs> would have gotten a little better. 
<laughs> so, played by Marlon Wayans. Was there a release date on that? I mean, is I assume it's going straight to video. I did. I saw this on like an in like an article mm-hmm. on, and I don't remember what website. And I think it's sometime early next year. Okay, but um, I don't know. I kind of just scrolled through the trailer when I first watched it and was like, eh, I don't really care. So this, this was the out. second time that you've seen this. No, this is the first full time. No, that I've oh, seen full time. This. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, guys, there is a second trailer. There's a trailer number two out there. So, oh, okay. really? so maybe we should watch that and see if it's any better. See, see if it redeems it all. <laughs> oh, oh my. All right. Well, let's keep clicking along here. Let's jump into our old and one of our favorite topics, the what have we been watching? Who wants to jump in first? How about Patrick? Oh, okay. I caught him off guard. I'll jump in first. And uh, the first one is going to kind of tie into our feature film later on. And it's the the Haunting of Hill House uh, streaming on Netflix. This is one that I've seen a lot of people post and say, oh, it's so great. It's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. Look for all the ghosts, all this other stuff. And I jumped into it and I really bought into it the first couple of episodes, even though it was kind of slow moving along. But I got to say, by the time I got to the end, it was a real letdown for me, unfortunately, because I thought some of the stories in there were really solid. But I would rank this as a horror drama. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a horror soap opera. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the end, that's where I kind of went. I, I wanted more. I wanted more horror by the time we got to the end of it. However, I don't want to say I didn't enjoy watching it. I just felt like the ending just didn't really pay off for me. Yeah. We we talked about Mike Flanagan a, a bit too before we jumped on this. Do you think that's kind of – were you disappointed in the fact that he was behind this? Like it should have been better because he's got a pretty good track record for what he's I think done. It, I, I feel that it was handled and directed very, very well. I think he had a strong vision for it. I just don't think it was my cup of tea. Gotcha. And what's the new project he's got? coming out there's something he's jumping on stephen king something oh yeah shit i can't remember i, what I it know is, it but, if, but yeah if you give me 45 seconds I'll but i mean he's up. he's kind of on a roll with gerald's game and this and he's I, I i don't know if he's still using the same cast as he moves forward but mm-hmm. the, it, it had solid acting in it the second thing that i saw was funhouse massacre and i asked you guys if you had seen that before and it was uh released not too long ago it was really interesting because it was uh it had Robert England oh, yes. in it. Oh, okay. And basically what it was was these people that were in an asylum, these known killers were they escaped, they got mm-hmm. they got released and then went and basically stayed at a fun house. And all these people that were going through this fun house, haunted house type thing, thought all the gore was like realistic and everything, and it's because it was. So it was kind of an interesting slasher type thing. Yeah. Ron Howard's brother was in it. He was Clint. Yeah. yeah. Clint Howard. <laughs> he was in it. And then the other one that I saw of note was something Josh had seen before. It stains the Sam's red. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the pacing of that one and everything else. And basically it's uh zombie or virus uh, uh, infected people. And it's this person in a desert and she basically has to walk across the desert knowing that this zombie is following close behind, but she always knows that oh, she's yeah. several steps ahead. And, I ended up really liking that one just because some of the one-liners that she had, I just felt it was a pretty solid movie. She ends up developing this relationship with the zombie and all sorts of stuff. What, uh, what was on, what was that on? I think it's on prime right now. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sleep, Mike Flanagan's doing Dr. Sleep right now. Thank you. Um, the the fun house massacre. When you mentioned that I, there's a movie in the eighties called the fun house, which is what I was thinking of, which is generally the same concept as what you just said. And that was a really fun movie. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, Dr. Sleep. Is so that's to, what I've been watching. Excellent. Maddie. I was talking to Patrick and Josh before you got here about what I had been watching. Uh, my best friend and I are really big into extreme horror. And we have, I went down and saw her this weekend. And we had a film that has been popping up on the most disturbing movies ever made list. And it's Sallow. I don't know. It's Italian. I don't know how to pronounce it. So if I'm butchering it, sorry, I don't care. Um, (laughs) I have no words to describe that movie except for if you have the chance to see it, just gouge your eyes out instead. (laughs) It is a thousand times worse than any Serbian film. It's not a horror movie. It's literally just almost two hours of people raping each other. I don't consider that a horror movie. There's no gore in it. It's just horrific. (laughs) So So no, it's it's smut. Yeah. It's a smut film. Yeah. So, but it's always been like, 
marketed and like been on like horror lists, like this goriest movie ever made and like all this stuff. No, no, it's not gory. It's horrific. Mm-hmm. It is an awful, awful, awful movie. And I'm not going to return it to Netflix. I'm going to bury it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so no one else can watch it. God damn it, Italy. What were you doing in the 70s? <laughs> is, that, is that how is that how old that movie is? Yeah, it was like 76. And we were just like, what? What oh, did really? you do? I had no idea it was that, that, that old. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, so I don't watch it. Don't watch it. Noted. Don't watch it. Noted. <laughs> Joshua. Yeah. Um. So I got a little burnt out on the 31 days of horror, oh, even yeah. though I'm yep. the one who did not finish here at the table. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Not everybody <laughs> clap at the same time. Um. So I got into some horror TV that I've been wanting to watch for a while. And Guillermo del Toro did a show on effects that dropped on Hulu called the strain. Uh, um, so I yep. have, I'm about, I'm just only like a, a handful. They did three seasons. I'm a handful of episodes into that. Really, really good. It has a really, um, it reminds me a lot of, he did blade two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the vampires that were in blade two are very much these same exact vampires with um, the splits open or the it's got face the, splits the, open the, the and thing that comes out of the yep. mouth and the things and the stuff and it's um <laughs> it's really good though it's really well written it looks really good mm-hmm. there's some decent horror in there for effects i think it's like it's pretty pretty rough i think for for tv but i'm enjoying it a lot so i'm glad i it's old it's it's been done for a little while now mm-hmm. but i'm glad i've gone back and Check that out because it's been on my watch list for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I have 45 episodes left to watch to finish it, but I will get it done. Yeah, so. we got through first season and when second season jumped in, we just couldn't get into the rest of it. So I'll be, oh, really? I'll be interested to see, you know, as you push on. Gotcha. Uh, how you feel about it. Gotcha. Well, I had read the book and I totally forgot that they had made it into a movie. And I really like <clears throat> the first book, but then I thought the second one just got ridiculous even by like my standards so yeah i was a big fan of blade and i did not know he did blade 2 actually i looked Mm -hmm. that up because i thought those vampires looked really really familiar i was like this is (laughs) straight out of blade 2 so but yeah that's what i watched excellent awesome excellent so last Tuesday, actually let me let me back up a little further than that because the item i was going to bring i'm pretty sure i had mentioned on our last podcast which was a star is born which you should go and check out the review that is now live on gregthemovieguy.com. So I'm going to fast forward <laughs> a little bit from there because the the thing with the the 31 Days of Horror is it legitimately burns you out on like just watching any movies. And so I've been kind of taking a backseat to watching anything. That being said, last Tuesday, I stayed home sick because of a certain restaurant who had some questionably made situations. Mm-hmm. So boy, thank you very much for the food poisoning. That was awesome. But I basically laid in bed all day and watched whatever I could get my hands on. So a couple that I've seen previously was uh, Coco and Moana. Beautiful movies. Absolutely love them. Fantastic. Came across one that was on my list, which I will talk about, which is a movie called Happy Anniversary. Uh, stars Ben Schwartz and Noel Wells. It's a kind of a romantic comedy. Given the fact that we just watched like 31 days of horror movies, I needed to go on to the happy side of the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. So uh, check this movie. It's it's a it's a it's a sweet movie. I mean, it's not going to win any awards, but it's it's got some uh, some comedic moments in there. Ben Schwartz, uh, if you're not familiar, is uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation, who is hysterical, and he does a really good job in this role in uh, in Happy Anniversary. So um, that was uh, what I had watched. So there is that. Nice. What an array. <laughs> right. Yeah. All over the place. All right, let's keep it rocking and rolling. We're going to jump over to Josh's favorite segment. Anybody want to guess what that is? That sounds like an old like news show. It sounds like yeah, it's the news. Come on, let's get it over with. He just did. Actually, that sounded like Star Wars almost. Oh, okay. Like the the Imperial March. Oh, really? It sounded like it. I'll try that next time. There you go. All right, so we've got a text thread. Uh, on Facebook Messenger, and we have just been dropping some news mm-hmm. stories this week. Uh, it's been crazy. So somebody, if they want to jump in first, let's hear the news. Well, he knows how to pick the movies that make money. 
that wacky Jason Blum. <laughs> is this part of the news? This really <laughs> like, is. What are we doing here? No, this really is. This is part of the news. <laughs> Thanks to the success of uh, you know, the his franchises such as Paranormal Activity, The Purge, and most recently Halloween, Jason Blum, uh, his indie film label Blumhouse has officially hit four billion dollars in box office revenues. So we may not like like all the movies that he does that he that he picks for Blumhouse Productions, but he knows how to pick ones that make money, yep. obviously. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait till he makes Sorry the movie and Shoots and Ladders the movie. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the Oscar winning performances from Hungry Hungry Hippos. For real, I mean. It's going to be just absolutely <laughs> riveting. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say who that movie could star, but I'm going to let it go. Um, Jack wow. Black. Jesus. Um, Jack Black? No. I'm not <laughs> no saying shaming. any names. No I'm shaming. Not gonna be a dick. No shaming. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's made some stinkers, but he's also I feel like he's in that that place right now where he can make one really really awesome film and mm-hmm. 10 stinkers and it would And it's not and it's not even necessarily over. films that he has made. It's like films that he sees at festivals. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, that was made for 5 million. I know that through Blumhouse we yeah. can make 50 million." Yeah, and, and grab a forty-five million dollar. That's where the other place where he's smart is. He goes he five, six, seven million dollars on a movie. Uh, no more than that, and every single movie turns around and drops forty, mm-hmm. fifty million dollars back in his yeah. lap. So he's 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 got that. He's just got the right formula: the low budget for a high turnaround. Right. That not everybody has quite figured out. Yeah, but that's just crazy. Four billion in box office revenue. Yeah. Are you single, Mr. Blom? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, you will not like that he uh, he made a comment about he's never had a female director. He's never had a female direct any one of his movies. And he was making a comment about women just don't want to be directing horror these days. And he's like, uh, there's women that were like, we've thrown our name out to you that we'd love to direct a horror film that that, that you would produce. And he had to backtrack quite a bit because he made some pretty shitty comments um, <laughs> that got him in some trouble. Yeah. So. Oops. Yeah. You got to be careful. You got to yeah. be careful. And that doesn't sound like he is. Yeah. Never mind. All right. That's my first one. Awesome. First one? Okay. That's my first one. Yeah, I only and have someone, one. Someone else may yeah. pick up the rest yeah. of them. I only have one and uh, it's not even great news. It's mm-hmm. it's actually not even – it's definitely not great news for me. So Robert Eggers uh, – who's Robert Eggers, you ask? Robert Eggers uh, directed my favorite movie of 2015 called The Witch. He has his follow-up – it was a huge hit, by the way. Um, I hate that fucking movie. His follow-up film, uh, The Lighthouse, is coming out in 2019. Um, Robert Pattinson is in it and somebody else I can't remember, but it, uh, it's coming out in 2019. This is follow up film to the witch. It's about a, uh, aging lighthouse keeper uh, named old. Wow. The creativity. Yeah. Right. And it takes place in Nova Scotia in 1890. That's all I really know about it. Um, it is shot, uh, in black and white and it's supposed to have the same kind of atmospheric tone, as the witch did, which did have a great atmosphere and it's shot beautifully and it looks fantastic. We've all talked about that, but he better come out swinging hard so with some. It's going to look really pretty, but have nothing to back it up. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of swinging hard, there was an article Robert Pattinson had was was uh, quoted as saying that he almost came to fisticuffs with the director. Because yeah. because he was being pushed so hard on set. Yeah, they were put they were put I guess into some pretty shitty situations, yeah. and they're uh, super uncomfortable with the environment. And uh, the, the director kept making them do take after take, take after take after and take, just take. Yeah, not giving them a chance to uh, to breathe. So, um, but I, no, I I won't be seeing that. He <laughs> fucked up so much on the witch that mm. I will never give him a second chance. You can chew on my balls, Robert Ager. I will never watch your fucking movies. <laughs> Which is his third film, um, Chewing on My Balls. <laughs> chewing, so, chewing on Maddie's Balls. Which will be also shot in black and white and be very atmospheric. Wow. Next. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maddie, what do you got? Not that. Um, I, well, obviously she's got balls. <laughs> Big ones. Um, Moving on. We, we, <laughs> this isn't huge. It's um, they're remaking another Hansel and Gretel, Hansel and Gretel movie, um, and it's starring uh, the gal who played 
uh, Beverly in the Mm -hmm. new It movie. Oh, nice. So, I don't know. I think there's... I don't really have any opinions on it. I've seen a couple of the other Hansel and Gretel movies that have been made, and I kind of... I don't think they're doing it justice. It's a cool story, the, but the like, last, they just fucked it up. The last Hansel and Gretel I saw was the one with uh, Jeremy Renner, where they were yeah, like yeah. straight on witch hunters. Yeah, yeah. No, have they done an actual no. like st- uh, to the story like that really dark Hansel and Gretel story? I though? think they've. I feel like they've tried. There is. I and I could be thinking something totally different and it just kind of had that element in it but i feel like they have tried to do a horror hansel and gretel and i don't know german fairy tales are really dark and creepy and i think Mm -hmm. they would make Mm -hmm. great stories but i don't know why they keep screwing it up yeah but a wheel oh well yeah all right so i had one um, I had actually seen this on Netflix, but it was uh, brought to our text thread from somebody else. And I find this amusing. The Satanic Temple sues Netflix for $150 million for using a statue of a demon god in the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Why? Well, I, I just got to ask why. That was my first question. Apparently, apparently, the company infringes on its copyrights. Did you know the Satanic Temple has copyrights? Well, no religion has copyrights you can throw crosses and crucifixes in every other shenanigan on every other movie why why can't we do that because apparently it violates its trademark did you know the satanic temple has a trademark of course it does this is just i come on guys that's tacky (laughs) how many yeah exactly exactly as you were saying how many times has the christian religion been screwed up in the movies and they haven't said anything about it. Or if they have, they're not following up with any $150 million lawsuits or whatever. But the one time the Satanic Temple gets brought in and, oops, they goof something up. Oh, we're going to sue you because you're infringing on our copyrights. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, and from what I understand, I don't understand about a lot of about the Satanic Temple rich, or religion or anything. So <clears throat> I apologize if I'm messing anything up with anybody. But I, they have some really outstanding like moral guidelines and stuff. So, and this kind of seems to go completely against, against it. Yeah. Sure. So I don't get it. <laughs> like, I, I mean, and what did they screw up? Um, they're, I think they're showing one of their, I don't want to call it a God, their demon people in a wrong, incorrect light or something like that. I don't know. I operate on the other side. I mean, I mean <laughs> me too, but I just don't, it's I don't just, get it. This entire this entire article is absolutely ridiculous. Well, and, and I know part of it was the the idol that they showed mm-hmm. in one of the episodes looks almost exactly like the idol that was posted in Minnesota, something like that. Detroit, I, I Detroit was that what it was? And they're saying that it looks too similar to that, and that that was like you said, trademarked. That they've got it. That's their property. That's so other. It's it's like how it's like us trying to sell statues of Marvel characters without getting approval from Marvel, which makes sense. However, I I don't even know where to go with this. Like this, this entire thing is just it. Well, in those like idols and everything and gods like existed, like as far as I know, like hundreds of years ago, why Mm -hmm. are we just copywriting them? But because it's not the God itself, it's the statue. Oh, it's the statue of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Still doesn't make sense to me. I know. I feel like it was. I think. It, I think more than anything, it's probably a publicity stunt, so that they get more attention and yep. everything else. Uh, okay. I I really don't see this going very far, personally. No. But I mean, if they do want to go off that thing where it's like, uh, this is this is our Iron Man, and you're doing the Japanese knockoff or the Chinese knockoff oh. of it, and since you're in the states, we can actually sue you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean, I. I kind of see the legality of it, but once again, you see that, and it's just stupid to us. Maybe they would have thought it was like more cool if they were tied to The Exorcist or Amityville. Maybe they're just like fucking Sabrina. Sabrina. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> give me something cool. Hey, go ahead and throw them in any like reboots of The Exorcist. Yeah. Clearly, it's going to be just as good as the original. So. Don't you follow would... the Satanic Temple people. It's not good. <clears throat> I was say, I Bad you... things happen. Thought you hadn't seen the. Original Exorcist. I never did, but I know it. I respect it as it's a, as, a, as an iconic horror movie. So I'm just saying anything else that comes out with the Exorcist name on it now is not going to even touch what 
that ever was. So go ahead and throw it in there. That's fine. It's going to be a piece of shit anyway. So <laughs> again, don't follow the satanic temple people. That's bad news. You, don't you, do you, it. Got, you got more news, Patrick? Patrick, what do you got? I got a, I got a couple news? of, couple of things. Anybody else have anything? I'm just going to breeze past these. It's been a week since Rick Grimes finals appearance in the television series, the walking dead. So if you are a fan and don't know what's going on, well, this is a spoiler. Rick Grimes will be appearing in not one, but three made-for-TV movies for the Walking Dead franchise. Such bullshit. So not only was it his last episode, but they wussed out, did not kill him off. Yeah. He's coming back for three made-for-TV movies. I don't even watch this show anymore, <laughs> and I was pissed when I read about it. I was like, yeah. they're killing off Rick Grimes. He said he's going out. He doesn't want to play Rick Grimes, or, or Andrew Lincoln doesn't want to play Rick Grimes anymore. He's, he's done. That's all he said. And then... They didn't even fucking kill him. Right. And like who – like I was – I would have watched The Walking Dead just to see Rick Grimes die. Right. Um, not that I – because I hate the character but because he's been there since the beginning. He's mm-hmm. the – he's one of the originals that are left and if you're going to see – if you want to see an original character eat shit, you want to see Rick Grimes you want to see how they take Die. out the ultimate yeah. main character. Yeah. Yeah. So, that makes sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to see if they do like a, a, an entire shift of how the show is being presented because they, they kind of have to, they, they, they've got to kind of remarket what it is because they're losing viewers. Mm-hmm. It's like down to half of what, what, yeah. the, what they were at their yeah. peak. So I think there needs to be a shift to, to breathe some new life into it. But once again, I think they kind of wished out on just letting Andrew Lincoln go. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do with three Walking Dead movies? I have no idea. I mean, come no on. No idea. And plus they have other things planned, uh, web series, spinoffs, all this other stuff. They, yeah. I mean, they they think that they can milk this thing for 10 more years. Yeah, they can't. And then my final one is 50 years after the late George A. Romero changed the face of horror movies forever with his original zombie classic Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead Part 2 is happening. What? Living Dead Media, the company entrusted with handling Romero's classic, have announced that they intend to release an official sequel with some of the original creators involved with the first movie. He's got another one coming out, too. Give me like four, uh, like five seconds, because I'm glad you brought that up, because shut up. Um, (laughs) I might not even be able to find it right away. But he's got another one uh, coming out, too, that he made. God damn it. I, should, like, I, I guess knew. my question is how how weren't the other movies that he did see, considered sequels to Night of the Living Dead that this is like the first official Actual yeah, official sequel. Or the same reason that like 20 years of Halloween movies are just suddenly forgotten. Suddenly forgotten. <laughs> Maybe that's exactly why. Maybe they realize, oh, we can do this. Yeah. Everyone just forget about Everybody that. Everybody just forget about that. Everybody wake up later. If if we're if we're erasing like cinematic history, can we go out and take out like uh, I don't know Avatar? Ooh, yeah. Or the the entire one two three episode of Star Wars. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Between uh, between <laughs> at s- least Jar Jar Binks, please. Yeah. Between season of the witch and the crazies, Romero shot a sixty minute film titled The Amusement Park that will also be finally seeing the light of day. They dug real deep into the vault, and uh, his widow uh, gave them permission to. Re- it's no one's ever seen the movie. Uh, he she gave permission for that movie to to finally be released, and for people to see that one as well. Mm-hmm. So, okay. all right, well, interesting. And that's all the news that I have. That was the news. <laughs> that was SOS. Oh, my gosh. All right. Along with our text thread, we uh, came up with a, an interesting topic for this evening, something along the lines of what Paula Cole sang about, except not cowboys, but horror movies. Where all the cowboys what? gone? Yay, yeah, I got somebody it, got it. Yeah, I, I got went it. for it. <laughs> Where have all the good horror movies gone? So I think it was uh, Maddie that had posted this one. Mm-hmm. Would you like to kind of give us an intro? Yeah, this is from Vogue. Vogue, why are you writing about horror movies? But okay. Cosmo's doing it. Why can't Vogue? Oh, Lord. Uh, (laughs) See, I just find it interesting who in this group is reading Cosmo. Greg. Come on, Greg. I blame my wife. (laughs) So (laughs) just just kind of briefly. (laughs) You want to defend yourself. Get over here and defend yourself. 
(laughs) (laughs) So pretty briefly, um, I didn't see who this article was written by, so I apologize. I didn't get the author's name. Um, But they're pretty much just saying that 2018 was not a good year for horror movies. And they kind of went on to say that a lot of the movies that came out this year are kind of missing like a key element in horror. And I can't remember the exact words that they use, but I think it was kind of like that intensity and um, it was a really interesting article. I suggest that everyone go out and read it. There's also quite a few counter articles where people are saying, what, what are you talking about? 2018 was a great year for horror movies. I know uh, Fangoria at least said something and I don't remember what the other one, the other publication was, but the author said that A Quiet Place was a terrifying movie. So I'm not going to consider their opinion whatsoever. So Fangoria is the only <laughs> one that I really cared about the counter one. But what do we think? I, I kind of read the article as they, they felt that most of the horror movies that came out this year were rather boilerplate. Mm-hmm. That people would consider them as good movies, but there was nothing significant about them. And believe it or not, I kind of agreed with the article. There are the handful of standouts, but there was also some that just kind of felt Plain. Yeah. 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 I would agree. Yeah. I actually really agreed with this article because I can't think of a single 2018 movie that I was like, a horror movie that I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, this was great. My big thing, I don't think Slow Burn belongs in horror. It belongs in thriller. It belongs in that kind of stuff. To me, horror movies have an intensity Mm -hmm. and something more about them. I, I don't care if other genres take that slow burn, but like, it's a reason I haven't seen that Heredity movie. I don't want to watch a slow burn. I I think it's boring. I don't consider it a horror movie if it's just kind of plodding along. Like, who cares? That's why I hated The Witch. Because there's a thousand reasons why I hated The Witch. But the biggest <laughs> the biggest thing that I didn't like about it is it's such a slow... That wasn't a burn either. It was a wet match. It's gross. <laughs> Asshole movie. But- <laughs> Asshole movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I totally agreed with this article. I didn't think there was anything that really stood out to me in the horror world this year. I mean, counterpoint, if you it 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 kind of depends on the person though and what they feel like horror is. Right. Yeah. To me, or to you, a quiet place, quiet place might not seem like a horror film. Yeah, no, it's a thriller. But somebody else goes and sees that movie and they go, oh, there's a monster in this movie. So that's a creature feature, mm-hmm. which would be considered horror. Um, and it's, it's it's all based on how something makes you feel. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to a, a, a film and you're going to a horror film and you want to feel scared and a quiet place scares you, you went and saw a horror film and you're a pussy. Um, Well, there you go. You may be a pussy, but you're a pussy that just went and saw a quiet place and felt like that was a horror film. Yeah. Cause Um, I know, I know a lot of people came out of the, uh, out of the quiet place just completely terrified. They were scared by that movie. So to them, that was a horror movie. Yeah. So, I mean, hereditary, if you go and see that movie, take a breath (laughs) again, it's, I don't want to give anything away. It's slow burn, but there is shit in that movie that makes you go, what the fuck am I watching? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel something. So, again, to Maddie, who sees rapey movies, (laughs) she might not think Hereditary (laughs) is a horror film. But somebody who's just not that – who doesn't go that deep down the rabbit hole – to them, hereditary. Sorry, Emily. I'm sorry. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but to them, you're, you're, you're really you're going to offend her. I just, I, you know, we, we never know what can offend I, her. I don't know what's I, test anyway. the limits. You'll be fine. Um, okay. But hereditary, they they felt like that scene and watching that visual fucked me up. They went and saw a horror film. So my point is, I guess, is like it. It's all about how you feel mm-hmm. and what it makes you feel like. And if somebody watches into a movie and that's how it made them, if they went and saw Alice in Wonderland and they were fucking scared of the little white rabbit, they went and saw a horror film. Apparently <laughs> they've been doing some acid. So, um, <laughs> so if it was it's, Tim, just a, it's a feeling. If it was horror Tim Burton's and yes, <laughs> more than any genre horror is a feeling. Right. And um, I, I know you and I have had this discussion before on what makes a horror movie, a horror movie. And we had talked about, 
how we classify Shape of Water because yeah. it could be considered a creature feature horror yeah. movie. But going exactly to what you're saying there, it's how it makes you feel. I never once felt any sort of tension or fear from no. that movie yeah. at all, which is why I can't classify that as a horror movie. There are horrific elements in there. Yes, I mm-hmm. will give you that. But as far as a straight on horror movie – but yeah. I no, it's a did fish they rape sell movie. That as a horror? <laughs> I think they tried. <laughs> it's a rapey movie, Maddie's category. Did they sell Jesus. that movie as a horror film though, or did they sell it as a sci-fi film? I as, think which they again sci-fi fits drama to the horror that they, 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 they kind of kiss well, I mean, well, a little bit. Yeah, because I mean if you look at the movie Alien, that is a it, sci-fi movie, yeah. but it is definitely a horror movie. This is well. true. Here's kind of the thing. I think you can like you you do have a point. It's about the what ma- what the movie makes you feel, but I feel like you can have feeling like thrillers can scare you. Yeah. And so so But that's a subgenre of horror. I don't, I kind of I, yeah. I, I think you separate I them? Yeah, okay. I do separate them quite a bit because I put thriller in more of a drama category than I do a horror okay. category. So like I guess it does all depend on what you classify stuff it as, but I don't know. I think you can have a movie that still scares you and it not be a horror movie. Just like I watch tons of horror movies that I think are hysterical. Yeah. I, we watched not- one for the movie tonight. Oh. Really? Hysterical? Yeah. You want to go with hysterical? Yeah. I, okay. will, I, will, I will tell you where the hysterical landed on my, uh, I, I'm on anxious my map, to hear this. dude. I'm anxious to hear this. Yeah. So, uh, so I think you can have a non-horror movie be scary and vice versa and you can have different feelings about different genres but as i said i just i don't know i, I got you yeah. so kind of going back to the crux of, of of the article then i did feel that there were some standout movies this year that they kind of overlooked because for me a quiet place hereditary unsane incident in a ghost land those were all really really solid movies this year but then you always you can always throw into the mix the nun mm-hmm. which came out which is a horror movie which i felt fell flat yeah, well, look at look at last year too. Get Out and a quite or uh, and uh, a Shape of Water both presented as horror films won Academy Awards. Would you put Get Out in the horror genre? I won it. It's, I, it's, I have a yeah. It's a social thriller. I have a more I have a more difficult time calling Get Out a horror movie, but I feel like it's more horror than Shape of Water. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, but by it's, a it's, long shot. But it's it's the uh, it's the content. I don't, it's anyone not, banging a fish is a horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 the content don't though. Come to my house the, on a Saturday the, night. And the uh, the uh, the racist <laughs> the aspect. Fuck are you doing with Nemo, man? <laughs> The, the racism aspect of that movie is, is the, what makes it horrific. Movie. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And that's, Absolutely. That's why I give the tilt to that versus like The Shape of Water, which I, I do have pulled up here, is currently listed – are you ready? As an adventure, drama, fantasy, romance, thriller. I don't think there's anything romantic about that movie at all. She's banging a fish. <laughs> She's banging a fish. That's I <laughs> so I, I've been trying to find a way to get my wife on this podcast and I've got a way – and I think this topic is actually perfect because she is not one who <coughs> watches horror movies, though she's seen them. Apparently, she's seen Pet Cemetery and won't watch any other horror movies. <gasps> Good for you, Emily. Right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Oh, I love you. And House of a Thousand Corpses and Exorcism of Emily Rose. And oh, yeah. And she won't watch horror movies with me. Yeah. You saw she's Jaws, seen, too. She's Jaws. seen the worst of Look them. Look at Jaws. She's yeah, seen the Jaws. worst of them and she won't watch them with me. So I wanted to bring her over and just kind of get – I wanted to get your take on being a non-horror viewing individual. What, like, what do you consider a horror movie? Like, would you consider The Shape of Water a horror movie? God, no, no, I wouldn't at all. I would consider it more of a romance movie than than anything horror related. Yeah, there were unique aspects to it, but I I wouldn't consider it a horror movie. I didn't know what I was walking into. I've never really seen an Oscar nominated movie at all, you know, on the big screen. So I didn't know what I was walking into, but I wouldn't put this into the horror category at all. No. So so based on just <laughs> sorry. So based on fun. just general like horror movies, like you've you've come home and I've been watching horror movies and you'll go into the other room. Mm-hmm. What like I'm trying to well, figure out how because it's pitch black in the middle of the night and you're watching a scary movie and something's going to jump out. I don't like the suspense. I don't like being put into that situation when I'm watching a movie. 
I'd rather watch a comedy or something else, but I, I just don't like the way that it makes me feel or anticipating that something's going to jump out at me or waiting for that next thing to happen. So I just, I now steer away from it. You shouldn't. It makes you feel alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. It makes you feel alive. Yeah. It does though. Kind I like of. to keep my heart I, inside my body versus yeah. outside. But I think <laughs> what you need to do is like, whenever Greg comes home or whatever, like you've had an afternoon to yourself, just tell him you watched a movie. Even if you didn't just to let him, you know, just keep him off guard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, Oh, I'll watch him, but not with you. But he won't watch exorcism of Emily Rose. He won't watch anything exorcist. Related. Well, we know. We know. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just reiterating. Or next time does. he does that, sneak your ass into the house, sneak up behind him and scare the shit out of him. And oh, that yeah. will be a real good payoff. Yeah. I think. It's it's difficult to sneak into our house. Oh, is it? There's a lot of creaky floors and the garage doors are quite loud. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, I never mind then. <laughs> Bad idea. But so. but yeah, the article is great. The, it was a good article. I just wanted to present the counterpoint to it as far as the horror being a feeling. And it's, it's a different feeling for every single person. I... So. As I said, I think horror, to me, what separates horror from, like, a thriller or something along those lines is I think horror movies are intense. They should be intense anyway. Keep trying, everybody. But, like, to me, a thriller isn't as intense. It doesn't have that – it doesn't have that little bit extra that I consider a horror movie. Like, I don't know. I feel like you put stuff in horror movies that you'd never put in any other genres if anyone mentions that rape movie i'm gonna scream and leave <laughs> well you seem to with with what you bring to the table also maddie you seem to be uh because you watch extreme horror you seem mm-hmm. to be more on the the visual side of like mm-hmm. i want to see the throw out the, the as many blood and guts as you can and you know i live on the other side i used to love the bloody gut mm-hmm. movies i live on the other side where everything is just in my head now and yeah. if you can get to my head and fuck with my head a little bit then we've we're we're in yeah. a good we're in a good movie but <laughs> yeah. I, I also think you can have a good intense horror movie without having a bunch of blood and stuff like i love that stuff but i would also be equally happy with a horror a intense horror movie that there's not blood all over the place gotcha. it's just <laughs> blood makes it more fun yeah Josh. <laughs> yeah i know i gotcha so yeah all right Any other thoughts does that wrap up the topic yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we we've got a thank you, Emily. Thank you, Emily. I think we we've got a good uh, a good grasp on what the what the genre is, and kind of I think what happened or what's starting to happen with the horror genre there's is that there is a lot of <coughs> genre blending with that, trying to turn it into a more horror movie. So movies like Get Out, movies like A Quiet Place, they they lean a little bit more thriller so that they can capture thriller drama, so that they can capture that audience to really kind of suck them in. Mm-hmm. And then they throw the horror element in with the audio monsters or mm-hmm. the, the racism or whatever, what have yeah. you. So it's, it's a weird time for horror movies. And I, I almost agree with the article that there was some decent horror movies out this year, but yeah. there wasn't any light get out. I think uh, quiet place was probably the closest one that I saw that really grabbed me and really stuck with me versus yeah. you know like the new halloween was good but smart wise i mean hereditary was a smart movie it's, hereditary I, is a very smart movie it i still really need is. to see that it's yeah. just whew, it's a sit mm-hmm. and you gotta be mentally ready to sit yeah so all right any any other comments all right i think we can summarize with uh maddie had 99 problems and the witch was one <laughs> <laughs> i will never miss an opportunity to hate on the witch <laughs> It was a bad movie. All right. Last but not least, the reason Maddie is now in horror movie jail. Yeah. That's that's too. Welcome to jail. Welcome, Maddie. Are we doing penalty box rules? We're like. Penalty box. I like that better. I was going to say, can only one person be in there at a time? So, Josh. Josh, you are out of the penalty box. Well, then then because it's been a minute since I picked a movie, (laughs) I got one in the. I got one in the old uh, pipeline that will put me right back in the penalty box. Can't so wait. Josh will not be picking for the next month and a half. <laughs> you are still on probation. Shit. <laughs> Patrick, give us the tales. The movie is A Dark Song, released in 2016, now streaming on Netflix. A determined young woman and a damaged occultist risk their lives and souls to perform a dangerous ritual that will grant them what they want. IMDb rating 6.1. A Metascore rating of 
What? Rotten Tomatoes critics, believe this or not, folks, 92%. What the? F- with <laughs> a Rotten Tomato audience score of 59%, which puts it above average. I finished, Christ, I finished this movie, and I... First of all, I wanted to punch my TV, and then I realized, no, 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 no. It's not the TV's fault. It's mine! (laughs) (laughs) Casual glare at Maddie. I I jumped over into IMDb because I wanted to read some of the comments in the trivia and just to kind of get a grasp of where this movie was sitting with people. And there was a lot of 10 out of 10s on there. And I didn't go in to read all of them to see why because that would have just pissed me off even more. (laughs) But just knowing that there was that many people that thought that this was a brilliant movie, a brilliant horror movie... What? In my, okay, I just want to say something in my defense, real quick. The internet did me dirty with this movie. It was on like this like list of like top ten, mm-hmm. not top ten like scariest foreign films mm-hmm. on Netflix. This was from Ireland, and then the first trailer I watched made this movie look so intense. So whoever did the trailer, congratulations, you did a fantastic job. The rest of you are shit. <laughs> You sold us a shitty popsicle. I did, yeah. So, as I said, it was on a list. People said it was good. So I really, I don't know, I feel like I was completely catfished by this movie. I had mentioned earlier when I was talking about The Haunting of Hill House Mm -hmm. that I wanted so much more for this to be a horror film than what it was. And this is a horror drama. Yep. That this is a story about a woman who wants desperately to be reacquainted with her dead son. That's at the heart of this story. And they tried to throw horror elements on top of it. So to me, it drops less horror, more drama. The horror elements, by the way, you got to wait about an hour. An hour, at least an hour. Yeah, get into. Just get fast into forward to the last fifteen the minutes. Last 15 oh, yeah, like I that. was like, where did this even come from? Yeah. Like they yeah. go down in the basement, and there's like what cave people or whoever's down there, and then they go up, and there's like the like <laughs> it was, star of the like this forward center for the Knicks or something in the like, <laughs> room. Like what is this? It, it was it was so all bad. the rejects from the movie The Descent. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what happened? And, and, and it's what they were talking about. It's what her and uh, what Sophia, the main character and Joseph, the the guy that she brings in to help her, he talks about the overlaying of the universes and 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 all this other stuff. And that's what it was. That's how all these people showed up is because they weren't necessarily all of a sudden appeared. Well, yes, they were, but it it was that overlapping Mm -hmm. of those realities. Okay. I didn't care by that time those people showed up, so I didn't even click that. Uh, Maddie was right, though. It, It showed up on, I mean, Shockwave's. Uh, Dread Central, a ton of people and a ton of podcasts dropped it like high up, yeah. way high up on top 10 lists. And it did get quite a bit of coverage on Netflix yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, a ton of people loved this movie. I didn't get it. I think I, I made a comment in our in our messengers about um, I, I may have blinked and missed something because mm-hmm. I was like, where was the switch mm-hmm. when they're in the kitchen and she pushes uh, Joseph Mm-hmm. against the counter and he gets stabbed mm-hmm. with the knife. I think that point in the movie was the switch and me trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Cause then also the D started to like do the ritual himself. Cause then also well, I saw him puking. Yeah. To, and then no, to me, to me, the switch happened when, uh, well, one, she didn't tell the truth yeah. because mm-hmm. she said it was because she wanted to see her son, but no, it was, about it was vengeance. vengeance. Yeah. Okay. So then he had to approach it differently and he went into the whole thing with, uh, they were supposed to be sexually pure and he went ahead and satisfied himself just by watching her. Yep. And then also he killed her and brought her back to life. So he committed two things against the ritual thing. So that's kind of where I felt why what was happening to him happened when he got, when he landed on the blade and yeah, stabbed yeah. and became infected and eventually died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think that's where that switch happened. Okay. I was as confused as all hell. I was like, Oh, it was a movie about a, a woman going through this ritual to be reunited with her son, I son, guess, kind of. Dead son, yeah. And then all of a sudden it wasn't about that anymore. It was about um, – yeah. And then did anybody have a feeling throughout the movie that Joseph was responsible for her son's there was quite death? A, there was quite a few people in message boards and stuff like that that felt that's what it was. But I never got that. Yeah, I, I didn't – that guy kind of creeped me out, I'll be 100% honest. But like I don't – and I will say, I don't think it was the character. I think the guy just so was like, I, if I was. I thought it was David Cross when I first started. <laughs> I really did. Interesting. Yeah, no, that he kind of creeped me out. But um, 
Yeah, I didn't get that vibe at all. But I also I was like, where where do you find these people? Like, is there a Craigslist? Is there a special Craigslist no. for like occultists or something? Yeah, I'm I sure. thought I thought she <laughs> sought him out because she thought yeah, that she he could, was well, and, and he wasn't her first pick either. She had gone through like contacting four or five other guys prior mm-hmm. to uh, okay so it's like you know here's the second hand occultist that she's getting of course things are going to get second hand you know the by the way that would have that been a way better title second hand occultist <laughs> the great value occultist there you go, there you go. the walmart yeah. occultist so i mean things are obviously bound to go wrong but and, and then in the book when he was dead and she opens up all three of those books did he there was, was all that crossed the, out was that did he do that like she he wouldn't let her finish the ritual to that's to where that's where i was confused of what started to overlap from other beings starting to interfere with what was going on i i and, feel like with the book, it was he was obviously the the guy who was doing the thing, so he understood what needed to happen. So all of a sudden, she's looking at it with her eyes and doesn't understand what's going on, and Ooh. perhaps that's why it looked like it was all you know FBI. Yeah. You can't read this. Well, at except one for point, A's, yeah. A's, A's, us, and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At one point, uh, before Joseph died. Uh, she had heard her son's voice or something. There was a, a noise in the house and she went up and opened the door. But in the background, you can see somebody walking around. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And that's who I assumed had scratched out the books. Oh, there you go. go. Okay. I, I see, see thought that. that was Joseph just walking. Behind no, it the was lights. some other dude. See, when I okay. saw that dude walking behind behind in there mm-hmm. i was like oh finally we're gonna get some like horror in this right. movie but it's yeah. still 20 minutes later till something happens yeah, yeah yeah i was super excited i was like oh okay we're gonna get some like some scary stuff or something going on it, no there no yeah but go ahead Greg. there i because i i hate talking about movies in a terribly negative light there were a couple positive things that i did pull out of this there were some shots in here that were absolutely beautiful. All the outdoor landscaping shots mm-hmm. look fucking stunning. I also mm-hmm. like speaking of that, I like the way that they used that to show the passage of time because they were supposed to have been in this house for a year. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that either. The location that they shot into that house mm-hmm. was really a cool yeah. shot that they could yeah. have uh, a cool location that they had shot that in. I, I feel like this this horror movie gave the viewer blue balls because it shows you – yes, I said it. My wife's giving me I, – I second the blue balls, by the way. I totally had them for the last blue 45 balls. minutes. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Yep. Um, because just as you said, you, you see something walking in the background and you're like, all right, here we go. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> um, the Probably the best shot where you thought that something was going to happen was when she was sitting in the room looking at the shadow in the chair that started smoking the smoking cigarette. cigarette. That yeah. was fucking that was cool. cool. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. a really cool shot. It was a cool shot and they mm, blew it. No blew payoff. It. No, there was absolutely no, no payoff. And then when you get to the actual spot where there is the payoff, it's like I, I feel like the, the director was like, I need to wrap this movie yep. up somehow. Yep. Um, she leaves the house yep. and then she walks around and then she comes back to the house. Ooh, surprise. And Here's everything. Just yeah. go. Everybody just just go. Yep. <laughs> and gigantic angel. That's where I left. Oh, right there. That's yeah. where that was a, that was the hysterical part. <laughs> yeah, she walked in that room up. and there was this twenty foot tall Angel. Angel. I was like, <laughs> like I am so really? into this movie right really? now. Really? Oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. What is going on? To me, um, what really irritated me about that whole scene, and then she was like, oh, I want to... Sorry, this is spoilers. Don't watch this thing anyway. It was 2016. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. whatever. Um, But she was like, oh, I want the power to forgive. I was like, dang it. I do not like my horror movies to have a happy, cheerful like right. message mm-hmm. ending. Like. I want everyone dead. <laughs> like, but yeah, that just irritated me when she was like, I just want the power to forgive. I, I was like, what after school special did I just watch? <laughs> and then what waiting she, for the star? The more, you know, what did she send out into the water at the end of that? That, that was, that was body. Joseph's body. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. And I think that was the, that was the, her power of forgiving. Like she said, why was him she forgiving off. him? That's what I'm saying. Like, if she didn't think he had anything to do with it, why, what does she need to forgive him for? I think she was just hiding a body. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there was any deep message in this. It was just, oh, shit, there's a body with a stab wound, and I'm the only person that's been around right, him for a year. Right. I should probably hide I'm going to set yeah. you free. Yeah, I'll gotcha. just set you free, and yeah. they can just find you in, like, gotcha. seven years. But uh, There's another movie kind of like this. Uh, it's called The Other Side of the Door. They did it better. If you want to see a movie kind of like this, mm-hmm. go like, check out The Other Side of the Door. that came out about the same time, dude. It's been a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, ish. 
Um, it's a definitely a, a better version, and there's a better payoff of uh, of what you're looking for on the on the horror side of things. Um, if so long as it doesn't give you blue so. balls, then I'm, no, I'm cool No, there's with definitely it. – it, it comes it comes through. Um, so uh, – Oh, wow. Uh, what? Um, uh, so there's definitely a, uh, a finish to that movie. So There was a definite climax to yeah, that movie. Yeah, there's definitely climax in that movie. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Mic drop. So, so uh, I played my favorite game during this movie, which is bad acting oh, or bad drunk. dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this is. I watched this on like a Wednesday night, and honestly, like I watched it and was like, "I'm gonna pull it." Like, no, I'm not gonna have. I'm not gonna subject anyone else to this. And then I was like, "No, I'm gonna no. pull it." <laughs> Don't watch this movie. Pick a different movie. Yeah, yeah, I was going to, and then I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I want everyone to suffer with me." This, but no, I. About five or ten minutes in, I was like, is this really bad acting or really bad dialogue? I, I didn't think the acting was that bad. No, I... I oh, I didn't... I, I wasn't feeling it. Like, no? I didn't feel like anybody had enough, like, emotion. Like, even, like, the small bursts of emotion, I just was kind of like... Oh, no. It I, just felt real cheap to me. If, I, no, for me, I, I, I thought the acting was pretty solid. I think I would like to approach... The, let me back up on this. I wish I could have seen this movie not expecting it to be a horror film and expecting it to be a drama instead. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have a much deeper appreciation for yeah. this film. Well, did anyone watch the trailer before you watched it? No. no. I, okay. I, I actually uh, started this movie back when it first dropped on Netflix. I was actually um, – because I, I watched the movie last night. I was actually eight minutes into this movie because um, I started it two years, or two years ago um, mm -hmm. and shut it off. I forgot where I was going with that. You asked the question and I didn't even answer it. I don't remember where I was going. <laughs> Shit. I yeah, I don't think the director knew where it was going either. I, so. exactly. I think it was it was direction that yeah. screwed this movie up. Because yeah, I agree. I thought the the acting was good. Like there were this, the few scenes where Joseph and Olivia, Sophia. Sophia, Sophia were interacting, and I, I felt very like in touch with what they were doing and what they what was going on in the scene but there was just absolutely no payoff when there needed to be payoffs or when you needed to continue reeling in your viewer there was none, none of that and I, so I, I blame bad direction yeah. like the trailer like as i said the trailer actually like made this look like it was going to be a really intense movie like it was like more it seemed like they were trapped in the house and he was being more aggressive with her and like that i thought was going to be like mm -hmm. The interesting part, but like no, they were like buddy buddy by. You the were end. hoping for a rape film, weren't you? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> totally kidding! Totally kidding! <laughs> no, that hey, that was I'm gonna blame my boyfriend for that movie. But oh. um, anyway, like yeah, I the trailer showed a intense kind of more psychological movie, not I don't know like a. Like a cover girl sleepover or yeah. whatever the heck that thing well, was. He was definitely putting her through some trauma. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and the the moment she said, yes, I'm going to do this and sealed off the house and everything, I felt it was going to go to, like, to this extreme abuse type thing. Because he That's just, what it showed. Because he just lost his shit yeah. mm -hmm. in that first scene right after she, she said, yes, I'm all in on this. And it's it's like, no, you you do – what I fucking say, and he destroys the kitchen or whatever, throws his plate yep. down and breaks. And so I said, "Oh my god, okay, this is where we're gonna go with and it." That's and where it, I thought it was gonna yeah. go. Did anybody fully expect to feel way more uncomfortable watching this movie than they did? Because Maddie sold this film like it was super uncomfortable, and I'm going, "If Maddie's uncomfortable, there's gonna be I, some god you help us all. shit going." You on. did drop a note in a message. I did. It, I was me, watching that like that like masturbation scene and oh. i was so uncomfortable oh, okay. during it oh and so Actually, like i felt very at home during the masturbation scene <laughs> i i just joined along <laughs> yeah so wow um <laughs> also i don't feel like that scene what? was necessary. i thought you said you had blue balls no i had a i had a jar of jello <laughs> you're right though you're <laughs> what kind of jello was it <laughs> Just pudding or jello? That's actually a reference to uh, <laughs> Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. It's one of his episodes. He talks about what he did when he was 20-some years old. Anyway. You're right, right though. That That's scene was not, um, um, yeah, was not needed. That was You're not right. needed. It, as I said, it made me super uncomfortable because I said that guy creeped me out anyway. Right. And then like I was like, don't whip your dick out. Don't whip your dick out. <laughs> so that was like the only part of it that made me uncomfortable. And then like the rest of it, I was like – Oh, because like I thought it was going to follow that making you uncomfortable feeling mm -hmm. 
and then I just spoke it's, too it, soon. It kind of had that feeling from like a "Don't Breathe," where mm-hmm. he he doesn't actually do anything to her, but it still makes you fucking uncomfortable. Uh, reminds me of turkey basters are on sale at Walmart. There you go. That okay, that scene made me gag. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the one thing that bugged me in this movie is that I had a question with is she met with her sister at the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. and kind of had a conversation about what she was doing. If my sister told me she was going to lock herself in her house with like a Craigslist stranger and like perform occult shit, I'd be calling the police. I'd be calling two priests, a Pope. Like <laughs> I'd be getting everybody <laughs> over there. I wouldn't just be like, well, okay, be careful. Like I was like, yeah, what it, is this that shit was really sister? interesting because her sister knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. I think the only advantage that Sophia had was that she didn't know where she was doing it. Yeah. That, yeah. But at that point, that's that's kind of a red flag moment. Yeah. You know, exactly like you're saying, like, I'm not letting you out of my sight from exactly. this point. Exactly. On. Do I follow her to wherever <laughs> she's going? Right. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Great sister. Good job. All right. I did think oh. that, you know, once it got going that last 15 minutes, some of that stuff was pretty cool looking. Uh, with the with the other entities in the house and stuff, when they cut off her finger, they're dragging the other dude around, not knowing what's going on with all of that stuff. I thought you, some of that was pretty effective, but they needed a, more of that earlier yeah, on. I was gonna say, you mean the five minutes of horror movie in this <laughs> horror movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the glowing dude. Well, I mean, like even with the well, the glowing dude. I did, uh. that was stupid. You know, th- actually, that scene popped up, and it's almost like I felt I'd seen that before. And I don't know if there was it another did, movie that was very similar. It did remind me of another scene in a movie, but like I couldn't tell you, yeah. what it was now. I did kind of think it almost had, like, it was like the nice version of there was a scene in Hellboy 2 when you first see the Angel of Death stand up. And I don't know why. It kind of reminded me of that scene. Mm-hmm. But, like, done shitty. Done shitty. You know, they, they could have been nicer to the to the Guardian Angel by actually having that, you know, symbol in another room that had a higher ceiling. So he didn't have to be, like, all hunched, hunched over. over. Well, right. I would have no idea that my guardian angel's, like, 40 foot tall. I'm, like, 5'3". I would assume it would be, like, like height a, relative. It's like a freaking titan in there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's dive into our ratings. We rate our movies on three different categories. First one is gore factor. Second is scare factor. Third is overall factor. Oh, who wants to start? The gore factor zero, Goose egg. zero to one. The yeah. only thing that was really gory was the the finger, the finger cut, off. cut off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zero. You can give it that zero, 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 zero to one. No. Okay. How about scare factor? Zero, zero, zero. One. yeah, not scary in the least bit. Overall factor negative ten. Ooh, wow. You know, guys, I, like I said, I was able from watching it earlier today to this point, I was able to step back, look at it. In a different light. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a horror film, I would rate it as a three. Yeah. And, but as a drama, I would give it about a six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would never tell anybody to not watch this movie. Um, I would it. just say to set your expectations on the horror level low. So I, yeah, five or six. I think Pat's right. Five, Patrick's right. It's five or six. This is all really nice because when I came home today, I had like 17 new messages from you guys and the words, fuck this movie were like, there's like four or five of them. So like y'all are being real generous. That, that, like I said, I, you know, I had time from that point until now to appreciate it for something other than what I thought it was going to be. And, and me, my my uh, note was, uh, did I blink? Because I felt like I missed something. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say fuck the movie. Okay, I was, was just like, two. what? It was me. Yeah, yeah, um, that I, I feel like I missed something, so it didn't tie the end and the beginning together for me. So I only say fuck the movie because I fell asleep right at the 15 minute at, towards the end mark. Oof. So I had to missed it. get back and watch the next day or I had to fast forward to that point and realized, oh, hey, I missed all the stuff that I should have been seeing earlier on. So yeah. that's the only reason I had said fuck that movie. <laughs> I, I agree. I would not sell this as a horror movie at all. It'd be a thriller with horrific elements. So as a thriller, I'll give it a four. I wasn't overly impressed with it. I mean, the couple of cool shots in there, but a woohoo. Yeah. I was going to say, I do want to say like one thing. I mean, it did. I have a 45 minute rule. If I hate a movie after 45 minutes, I would, I will shut it off. I didn't shut this movie off. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but like I wanted to keep going just cause I was like, maybe it'll get better. Even though just said negative 10 for me, but, uh, that's a, that's a long, like, 
grace period that you give it 45 minutes. Because I feel like if I hit 45 minutes, I'm invested by that point. I'm going to see how this plays out. I usually give mine like 15, 20. And if I can't get into it at that point, then out. Yeah. No, it is a long grace period, but movies are like 18 hours now. So I feel this like I true. have to give them 45 minutes. very minutes. true. Very true. All right. This comes to brings us to the end of our podcast. It's sad, but true. But we'll be back in two weeks. So let's rock some plugs here. Who's got stuff that they would like to plug? <laughs> Not everybody at once. <laughs> uh, Greg, just – oh, wait. Are we, did we do Greg's plug last? Is that what we're doing No, now? we're doing our own plug last because okay. you know, this is the Midnight Fright cast. Well, you have Greg, probably – like my plug is kind of gone. So go ahead, Greg. I mean I have something, but go ahead, Greg. All right. My name is Greg the Movie Guy and I'm the best movie reviewer that you have never heard of. I write positive or movie reviews with a positive spin over at gregthemovieguy.com. Most recently, I have dropped a review for the movie A Star is Born starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Phenomenal movie. Definitely give that a check. The review. Also give the movie a watch. Uh, late, uh, excuse me. That is A Star is Born and that is on gregthemovieguy.com. Also check out the soundtrack to that movie because the soundtrack is awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I – yeah. Just – yeah. <laughs> um, I am back. A plug in Screenbox again. The fun should never stop and horror movies should be watched and enjoyed all year long. So if you want to keep the Halloween fun going – you can get an entire year of horror films on Screenbox for what is it? Thirty eight dollars. Thirty five bucks. Thirty five bucks. That is nothing. You can do it. Head on over to Screenbox. Give them a look. Give them a like. You can even get a little bit of a free trial. Little tease, and you'll keep watching. They even have a Thanksgiving horror movie. Thanksgiving is coming up. If you don't want to talk to your family, it's called is, Thanks Killing. Yep. I was yes. Ask. There's like a <laughs> bloody turkey on the yes. cover. See, there is a horror movie for every occasion. Go to Screenbox. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, never too early to be uh, starting uh, working on your film for next year's Pretty Lights Film Festival. They're doing that October 11th, 12th, and 13th. Um, contact me if you're a filmmaker. If you're a horror filmmaker, you want to be part of a really cool anthology. Uh, but yeah, Pretty Lights Film Festival. I guess we'll start the plugs now. Might so, as well. There's that. Also, uh, really quick, um, our friends over at Dead Lantern are putting out a film called The Eyes of Isabel. It's a super limited run. Maddie was in it. But if you want to go to Dead Lantern, they're on Facebook. Deadlantern.com also, you can find out a way to reserve said copy of that movie. And uh, they're making a – they're doing a super limited run. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're going to be selling that stuff on the convention circuit. But um, yeah, go give them a check. Go check those guys out too and see what they're doing. Fantastic. Patrick, take us home. All right. Well, as usual, help us out. Make sure that you head on over to iTunes and rate and review us. Actually, go over to whatever hosting thing you're listening to this on and rate and re review us. You can find us on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Uh, and make sure that you check us out online. You can find us on Twitter at mfrightcast. Follow us and join into the conversation on our Facebook group, The Midnight Frightcast. And you can also find us on Instagram. So share, share, share. Post it on your walls and tell all of your friends. And also, make sure that you check out MidnightFrightFilms.com and check out our videos, our movies. Uh, we're, we've got them there on our website. We also have them on YouTube. So check it out. That's what I got. All right. That concludes episode number 43. I am your ghost host, Greg the Movie Guy, with Maddie, Josh, and Patrick. I don't know what ghost host is. I don't know. I got it from the the Haunted Mansion, Disney's Haunted Mansion, and it sounds oh. kind of funny. It sounded like it was appropriate for this. So. Okay, I got you. I'm Great. confused. All right, now we're going to get Disney. I did say it right the first time. My wife is telling me. All right, I'm not the ghost host anymore. I'm going back to the Doctor <laughs> of Filmonomics. God. This has been episode 43 from your host, the Dr. Filmonomics, Greg the Movie Guy, with Maddie, Josh, and Patrick. We thank you for stopping by and checking us out. We promise we will have a better movie for you next time. But until then, have a great day, a lovely evening, and a scary tomorrow. We will check you on the flippity flip. <laughs>